0: Hello and welcome to the Gaming Manifesto, the official podcast of commigamer.com. My name's Callie and I'm your host. Joining me today once again are Glitch aka Adam of Glitchcraft and Comrade T. Hey, how are we doing? Today we are discussing Zelda. So, to kick things off, for anyone who's not linked in with the franchise, he didn't. He didn't. Can you tell us what Zelda era is about? Oh. <laughs> okay, so what what
1: is what is the Legend of Zelda? What a big question. Um the Legend of Zelda is a a history, a chronology, uh, a legend actually of kind of the battle of good versus evil in a fictional land called Hyrule, where the sort of a history between the royal family, uh, who are kind of this sacred um, this sacred family, this sacred lineage that looks after the land and tries to maintain the sort of status quo that was brought down by the goddesses of the land. Um, and in doing that, the goddess has created something called the Triforce, which is this, you know, this triangle created of three triangles that ensures the, you know, the stability of the land. And that's created with the Triforce of power, the Triforce of courage, and the Triforce of wisdom. And if you have all three of those things, you can maintain the land in whichever way you desire. Um, obviously, the the forces of good, which which is usually Princess Zelda and a little character called Link, which we'll come back to. Um, they normally uh, are associated with the Triforce of Wisdom and the Triforce of Courage because they are the, the two things that they sort of bring to the table. And then the evil forces in the land, which oftentimes is a guy called Ganon. Uh, yeah, that is the Triforce of Power that he often wields. Uh, he, he often has this this overwhelming strength and, and then desire really to sort of destroy things and re- rebuild them in his own image and his own sort of evil ways. And yeah, the, the big thing really is protecting the world from any of these evil forces ever getting hold of all three pieces of the Triforce and therefore being able to you know control or manipulate sort of the realm really uh, and that's it and it sort of spans all of history and it and it you know it has branching timelines I mean the MCU were not the first people to do branching timelines let me tell you Zelda's been doing that for a long time I appreciate Marvel's probably been around longer than Zelda but you know let's let's not talk about that let's not talk <laughs> about that right here
2: So I have
0: so many questions, but I feel like if I were to try and dive into all of these, we'd never never stop in recording. So I'm going to ask some, hopefully, basic ones. Is the Triforce a physical item? I've seen the triangles. Are they real things or is it just the the concept of courage?
1: So they are legit things. Um, They are kind of hidden throughout the land and at different times in the games, in the different games and the different chronologies. They can they can be shattered into different pieces. They can be um, kept as the just the, the solo sort of piece. Um, and once you've obtained them, they kind of become part of your essence of that of that particular character. And they're often displayed on the back of the character's hands. So the triforce will appear in full, and then the particular triangle that that is linked to that you know that particular piece. So whether it's wisdom, courage, or power, that will glow on the character's hand to show that they are. Um, you know that they are utilizing that power, or that they are kind of wielding it, and that's often um, problematic because Princess Zelda will sometimes disguise herself so not to be recognized by the forces of evil, and they can kind of when they when like Ganon will appear with his Triforce of power, hers will uh, will glow as well, and it kind of gives her away as a as like a, a character. So yeah, they they're kind of they kind of a bit of both, but they're like, they're sort of like a spiritual ethereal thing. Okay. Your mind looks blown.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean I've I've, you know, spent enough time having like uh my, my partner try to explain Kingdom Hearts to me, so like this isn't too bad to be honest. I think I kind of get this. <laughs> um, but so why does Gan Ganon or Ganondorf firstly? What's the difference here? Different games, <laughs> isn't it? Oh go on, Tom. <laughs> wasn't he Ganon?
3: It was Ganon and no, hang on. Which one came first? Was it Gan- it was Ganondorf, wasn't it? And then then it was, yeah, Ganon. so
1: it was like so. Ga- Ganon to... takes on different forms, and he is like Ganon is his. Um, I'm gonna get this the wrong way around, aren't I? I think Ganon is his human form.
0: No, no is it Ganondorf? Yeah, no, I human think, form. I, I, do you know what? I even I think that is the case. Ganondorf being human form, I did have yeah, someone Ganondorf trying to explain this to me the other day, and
1: Ganon yeah. is like a bit like a sort of uh, bestial kind of form, it's it's kind of you know more more animalistic, and it's. It's when he is like consumed by his sort of evil, kind of primal, um, you know, rage and stuff that he becomes the evil beast. Which is often. But it is like... the
0: same, the same entity. Yes. Okay. And throughout history and time, is it the same one guy, or is this some reincarnation?
1: So. This is this is where the timeline does get sort of um, hazy. So. Initially, it isn't Ganondorf, and there is a there is a character called Dem- uh, Demise who is the sort of um, absolute kind of uh, representation of, of all evil in the land, and he he is like the the source of all evil. Um, and when he's sealed, there is like he's sort of sealed away in the very in the very first game, and from there, is that is that, um, um, is that the first version of Zelda game? Is that the no the first in the timeline? Skyward Sword. Oh, um, Skyward Sword, yeah. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, uh, this, I mean, this is this is this is going to take a lot of caveat in. So the first game of the timeline is is Skyward Sword. Uh,
3: in that game, yeah, demise is released. Should, should I get sort of a timeline is... thing up on my on my computer?
0: So, can... <laughs> so if you can start it. joining strings together on the board behind you, just That's it. <laughs> we'll get this all That's worked it. out. Um, okay,
1: but then Ganondorf uh, appears first of all in Ocarina of Time, which is I think a lot of a lot of people's kind of where's where's Zelda started for a lot of people. Um, a lot of
0: the, people N64, the N64, yeah. four. Yes. Yeah. I that's... actually have memories of this game watching it at my cousin's house. Mainly the big uh, the something tree, the D, it begins with D, uh, go de- uh, The Deku tree, yeah. Deku tree, yes. I remember going inside of that tree and you had to climb to the top of a load of stairs, jump off and break through a spider web. And that you was did. quite mind-blowing at the time. I thought that was a really, like, for the little seven-year-old or whatever I was at the time, the fact that you just jumped off nothing happens you get tall enough you jump off straight through that was mind blown for me
1: yeah 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 so he's uh, i mean I, uh, this is a this is a weaving conversation yeah so the deputy <laughs> is uh, he sort of protected the uh, you know kind of he's like a representation of the protecting of like nature and he looks after um you know the little village where link is living at that point with the, uh, the cockery children they're like they're a bit like peter pan they like never grow up they they they're protected by this aura, like, and they they're in like a place called the Lost Woods, where the idea is, the point is, you're not meant you're not able to, not meant to be able to get to this village because they they're like the protectors of nature, but Ganon's kind of evil ways are like seeping throughout the land. But anyway, in Ocarina of time, um, the story this is where the, the timeline branches. So up until this point, everything has been linear, but uh, in that in when Ganondorf arrives, he um, ultimately manages to get the Triforce and and wins. And you, as a as young Link, you, are, you start the game as young Link and you are too young and your skills aren't high enough to sort of be able to defeat, defeat him at this point. So you get put into like a seven-year like stasis where like, you sort of teleport through seven years. And in that seven-year period, Ganondorf has taken over and he's turned Hyrule into this sort of desolate landscape where everything is kind of his. Um, and the timeline splits where either Link is defeated by Ganondorf or Link seals Ganondorf, uh, and then if he defeats him, there are two timelines: either when he's a child, and like his story continues, or when he's an adult, and his story, like the story continues. So it branches into three timelines at that point. Which, if you want to bring it up to, I guess, the modern day, we would suggest potentially all culminate in Breath of the Wild. No matter what happens, it looks as if they all perhaps culminate in Breath of the Wild, or at least that's the that's the kind of
3: commonly held theory at the moment. But. That's uh yeah so I I um I'm reading that I think Nintendo have made that the official special thing that every every timeline ends in breath of the wild and it infuriates me <laughs> cuz literally before breath of the wild they um they brought out this book did you get the book glitch The big Zelda book where it has the, they've written out all the timelines oh the hyrule historia like yeah they literally brought out that yeah, book yeah. before breath of the wild telling us all the timelines and then decided not to use
0: it <laughs> so you're mostly I mean, upset you bought a book and it now is a redundant book is that is that the reason i do not write say. the
3: timeline if you're not going to bother using it so, <laughs> <laughs> so no, but they no, have can... used it that's what i mean so all of the i think the
1: the events of the the games that lead up to breath of the wild occurring and end up like merging back into one timeline that being said in um Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity there is another timeline branch so it's hard to know now if Nintendo have said it is canon so it's it's now looking at well does the timeline branch again um but again we are we are way too close to this to know at the minute like they haven't without knowing what Breath of the Wild 2 is is going to lead to or uh, or exactly where Breath of the Wild lands because it might be that other games that come out later occur before Breath of the Wild again. But at the minute, yeah, it's 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 looking like it's the last game in the
3: series. I've not played um Hyrule Warriors. Like how how does it branch? Okay, so quick a quick Breath of the Wild up <laughs> then. So Breath of the Wild occurs, <laughs> there is
1: um okay, so the Ganondorf Ganondorf that has been sealed away, um, is starting to break loose beneath kind of Hyrule and as a result um is starting to Uh, Like Calamity Ganon, this this sort of essence of evil that is escaping starts to take over the land of Hyrule again, and uh, causes this enormous war where Ganon turns all of Hyrule's defenses against Hyrule. So, you you know they they're fighting against their own sort of uh, their own forces and they lose, and that's that's where Breath of the Wild starts. Like a hundred years later, so Link is a knight who's working for like Hyrule Castle and looking after the princess, and Link gets defeated. Um, now he is, his body is taken to um, the shrine of resurrection, and he's left there for a hundred years. At which point he wakes up, and that's the start of Breath of the Wild, where we are a hundred years after Ganon has taken over, and he's although he, he, although he won the battle, he seems to be trapped in Hyrule Castle, and you're not really sure why that is. Like he hasn't spread across the land; he's just stuck in Hyrule Castle, and that's what the story of Breath of the Wild is about. It's kind of Link understanding what what he's missed over the last hundred years, and then eventually going to fight Ganon. And defeat him Um, now in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity you go back a hundred years and you actually get to play that battle like the sort of all the battles that led up to uh, Link's defeat however just as you are about to get defeated um, there's like a little there's a little new character like another one of the guardian creatures that is able to time travel and he takes you back to a time before all this like kind of happened where you can change like you can change the path so that you don't like so that Link doesn't lose um, however, I haven't finished the game yet, so I can't tell you if it all ends well, but it definitely splits the timeline again. So into like a different a different branch. Interesting.
0: We've entered Headache. a bit of a problem here, I'd say, in that um, anyone who's not a diehard Zelda fan listening will have, you know, glossed over it and possibly blown <laughs> their brains out. So So the only ones listening are are (laughs) the hype. Very good job, but like the problem is, if you've got even a single bit wrong, the only people still listening are going to absolutely come for you. (laughs) (laughs) You've talked yourself into a corner, but it did sound very comprehensive. So maybe. Um, So this new game, then the uh, the Breath of the Wild two. So if Breath of the Wild is the the kind of like the fated, the inevitable conclusion of all the timelines, Breath of the Wild two. Is that to take that takes place presumably after Breath of the Wild? So that's a continuation from this point, yes.
1: Yeah. So this looks like the probably like the uh, maybe like the, so in the, in the series, obviously games are sequential, so they occur after, after each other or, or before. But this is one of the first like direct sequels without sort of any major time jump. According to um, what Nintendo released at E3, this takes place two years after the end of Breath of the Wild One. Uh, when, when and, did, I mean um, as you can Majora's see Majora's
3: Mask take place after so after Majora's Mask
1: is if if Link is triumphant in Ocarina of Time um it's the continuation of child Link's story so straight literally straight after he leaves Hyrule Castle um after like Zelda thanks him and he leaves Hyrule Castle he enters the Lost Woods and then his horse uh, Epona runs off and he goes after her and then falls down a hole and he ends up in a completely different realm which is termina which is where Majora's Math takes place, so that that is a direct sequel as well, and that so that that's another direct sequel, and then I think the um, there's a couple of others on the uh, if, if Link is defeated timeline, but that's that they're yeah. like they're still. I different. like that uh,
0: it's a direct sequel to one possible outcome <laughs> of that game. So in that game, in um, back to uh, the Nintendo sixty four one, um, Ocarina of Time, are those things that can like if when you play the game, can all of those eventualities happen? Or is it always... If you play that game, you complete it, you do one of the chosen timelines, that's always that. But then, canon speaking, there are two more available.
4: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people,
3: are the easy button, right? Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was
4: a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Yes, so it, the only, uh, if, you, if you don't have a game over, um, hmm. really, you know, so if, if you were to like, you know, if you were to count game overs as canon, like if Link was to lose, that's that's where one timeline takes place. Uh, otherwise, okay. it's the other timeline which branches into. As I say, because he because he travels through time to become adult Link, um, so he he has a you know, so he can beat Ganon, um, the child timeline and the adult timeline continue. Um, irrespective of yeah, irrespective. So that's the only one that you can play. But if you were to never technically win and Ganon was to continue, then that's when the hero is defeated, if you like. Uh was it the Wind Waker one? Is that if, if if Link loses? Was that
3: the Wind Waker timeline?
1: No, so Wind Waker's if Wind Waker's if he wins and it's the um adult timeline, because you see Organon underneath Hyrule, and that's where Wind Waker takes place is in it's and these are spo- spoilers for every Zelda game. Um <laughs> Wind Waker takes place on a flooded Hyrule, like uh, thousands of years later um, because ganon is threatening to break out so they decide to freeze hyrule like in time underneath and then they flood the land and it's like so like you're in wind waker when you're riding around on your boat um you are riding around on top of hyrule that is like underwater and it like towards the end of wind waker you travel underwater to the temple of time and hyrule castle and that's where you find ganon is sealed like underneath yeah. but it's it but he's starting to like reanimate
3: and that's that's kind of that story I always get them mixed up in my head. What was the if you lose song? or what was that the game? What's the sorry? I'm retesting your knowledge here, but I'm just generally.
0: Oh, yeah, curious. I love this. It's, it's, we're just basically uh, questioning glitch on his knowledge of Zelda. I, <laughs> I don't know if he's like struggling or absolutely loving this. This is what he's been waiting no, this is,
1: for. <laughs> this is good, and I have I have been I have been like revising before this podcast. Later. <laughs> uh, so okay, so the games that come on the if you lose timeline. Um, Right, so you've got things like so. It's it's about it's all the ones where like Link is kind of looking because I okay. So just again for people that aren't familiar and that are still here listening about Zelda. So Link isn't <laughs> the character you play is called Link, but he isn't the same character in every game. It's it's like a generational thing that a a hero will rise up in in every instance where evil kind of appears. A a, a young boy will appear who will take on the mantle of sort of the hero of time or or the hero in general, and his name just happens to be Link, um, which like the word link is obvious like you know the idea is it's like it's linked through time and that's where his name came from um anyway so the, the games um so a link to the past i think is the first one which is the snes game so on the super nintendo because in that game you play in what's called the light world um and you can go to the dark world which is the world that ganon rules over so it's like the high rule that existed in ocarina of time like this this kind of Evil variant of Hyrule exists in the Link to the Past, and you have to go to there to stop Ganon. So it's almost like I think it's I think it's loads loads and loads of time later, um, and it's sort of an alternate again this alternate sort of timeline where you can still go back and kind of finish it. After that, it's a lot of the Game Boy games I think, so like the Oracle games, uh, like the Oracle of Oracle of Seasons, or Oracle of Ages, yeah. um, Links Awakening. So all all these kind of um, quests that don't involve Ganon um anymore so once you defeat defeated ganon it's all the ones that don't involve him um and then i believe it's the the original the very original zelda games that come next so the uh nintendo entertainment system ones. so you've got zelda like legend of zelda the original and um zelda 2 which i think is actually called is it rise of ganon or uh no no what's the event no it's the adventure of link isn't it but yeah it basically ganon comes back in that game um so
0: yeah Honestly, my mind's blown at these. Uh, are all connected? Like, I know obviously they were in Zelda <laughs> and they got the same characters, but I just assumed they were like just reusing the kind of characters over and making up new kind of stories. I didn't realise they actually could connect the games. So that big, sense. big Zelda,
1: big Zelda critics might argue that this was like all kind of retconned a bit, because like when hmm. it, when you play them, as you say, there are a lot of things that kind of you recognise if you're if you're sort of are like a you know. a... A, a big fan of these games, you will recognise characters, you'll recognise places. Uh, obviously, it all takes place in Hyrule, or albeit slightly different variants and different time, you know, timelines of it. Um, but people started to make these links themselves. Uh, they started to okay. kind of notice, like, oh, what, well, this one must take place afterwards because of this and whatever. And Nintendo were always tight-lipped, and they said, yes, they are, they do all connect, but we've never announced sort of like exactly how. And then, as uh, as T relate uh, mentioned a minute ago, they released high historia which had the official timeline in it um and that's when it started to kind of they pieced it together then there's like a, they've written the kind of the whole story out so you can kind of see how it plays and what happens in those in those gaps if you like so like how much time sort of takes place in between or all that kind of thing
0: i love this idea that um when evils there good rises are thought you know something will take their mantle as good rises cuz they use that now in like star wars for when the dark side is there, and something on the good side, or light side, will rise up. So I wonder, like, if they took any inspiration from the Zelda. I know, like, Star Wars has been around a long time, but you know, originally it was just kind of a lot of the things like this, like the uh, you know, rising of the light side to fight the dark, weren't there from the original get go. So I wonder if they've uh, used similar things, or maybe it's just a story. It's, I mean, it is, it's, it's a big storytelling trope, isn't it? Yeah. yeah
1: it's a big storytelling trope whether whether that be novels films games anything really but um i can tell you the very original Zelda game was entirely inspired so it, it's um Shigeru Miyamoto the sort of Nintendo legend who came up with Zelda and he all he wanted to do was recreate the feeling of when he was a kid he used to like go out exploring and he would just he would just wander into like you know little forests or or caves or wherever you know and just you know that sense of exploration and wonder and being able to sort of travel wherever you wanted and just imagination that was the entire inspiration for the first Zelda game which if you play it you start off by walking into a cave and you're given a sword and then and then from there you sort of like the game is entirely open like there is no there is no direct path that you must take which is again a huge it was a kind of a huge thing for a video game to be like go and have fun go and go and explore. Because everyone at every other game had been like, well, just move to the right. Just keep walking to the right. Or, uh, you know, or you know, if it was a racing game, it was like drive around the track. Whereas this was like, explore, see what you can find. Um, and obviously that's been a huge element of Zelda ever since. And arguably RPGs ever since, really.
0: Well, I can see. I, I like this idea of it being him as a kid when he went around exploring things. Because I do get that vibe from Zelda That is quite and i'm sure i'll be strung up for this but uh quite a child's like (laughs) game you know the monsters in it they all look quite friendly in a way or they're at least cartoonified um having tried playing a bit of breath of wild recently i'll happily concede it's not a kid's game i really suck at it (laughs) like it's not it's not easy to actually play but it does it's not dark it's not like uh you know everything's dark and horrible um though i have seen some videos of spiders with eyeballs on their back so i guess certain yeah. times it is but there is a certain element of fantasy to it in that kind of way like fable has that uh you know bright colors that make you feel like you're in a um, fairy tale almost i mean link himself looks a little bit like a gnome or an elf with his little pointy kind of <laughs> <laughs> stocking cap so
3: um what sort of games have you played Carrie? you is it just oh. is it just Breath of the Wild?
0: Um, so, I have played a bit of Ocarina of Time. Um, I say I watched my cousin play it when I was young, and then when I got myself a N64 a few years ago, uh, I picked that up and I got not too far. Um, I got a horse. I met that owl that doesn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about <laughs> it, really. I didn't get much put further than that. Put some respect on that owl. Uh, no he made me waste a lot of time just bashing buttons to get through his speech I'm I'm not forgiving him and then Breath of the Wild spoilers
1: for a 24 year old game 24 year old game it came out in 1997 so yeah yeah it is seven years
0: old
1: yeah uh, that, that owl is actually like a sage he's one of the protectors of the realm let me tell
0: you. Well, he needs to he's, uh, pipe he's down a... a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I played that and then I played some Breath of the Wild. I didn't get very far into it, but I picked it back up at the weekend uh, specifically for this. And I quite like it, you know. At first I didn't because I got my ass handed to me by a group of monkeys. Um but then there was this moment, and I was going to bring this up later, but I'm quite excited to talk about it, where uh, you could see all the monkeys having their little, uh, they're not monkeys, what are they called? Someone correct me so I can give them the due respect. Which game are, which game are you talking about, sorry? Breath of the Wild. Oh, Breath of the Wild. I'm just going to say monkeys, actually. I've changed my mind. <laughs> I can't pronounce that. <laughs> so um, they're all gathered around in their little campfire. Yeah. There's an explosive barrel next to them. Um, so the first day I went out and got killed, and then it sent me back, luckily, right to just before this point. Um, and I see the explosive barrel and I shoot an arrow at it, nothing happens, except it gets their attention and they start walking towards it. Then I realise there's a campfire next to me. So I hold my bow out, stretched ready, go over the fire, it lights it, I fire it at the barrel, it explodes, takes almost all of them out, makes it easy. So I quite liked this way, like I tried approaching it in the way I approach all games, running in, screaming, swinging my sword and it didn't work out for me so then i you know done what i assume they wanted me to do which was think about it for a second <laughs> and then yeah it had a uh good conclusion to it so i, I yeah i think i'm going to go back and continue playing this one sorry on just...
3: sorry go on T. I uh i think one of the things that infuriates me with uh breath of the world is the fact that the sword breaks i, it, I yeah, can't i can't that. deal with can't deal with it
0: i hate crafting. the thing the that i hate about it is um the right bumper throws my things away and it's too easy to just do. So I quite like the idea <laughs> I I can everything I points. own I can just chuck away. Like, I like the idea I can just chuck things at people. That's great. <laughs> but, I picked up a sword for the first time in this game as far as I'm aware. Every time, Everything else has been a spear or a club and then I went looking for it later on and realised I didn't have it. So at some point I've just tapped RB or pressed RB and it's gone and I have no <laughs> idea where it is. So, yeah, I, I was furious. Look,
1: I'm not allowing that to be a a, you know a legit criticism of why this game is not not worth being played right now like that (laughs) okay so first of all it allows for some hilarious like fun later on if you are as you say if you wanted to like throw your sword at something or if you want to throw your javelins or your boomerangs or whatever um but also yeah just just the kind of um like just what you explained about having so many different ways to tackle the same obstacle whether that's as you say a a campfire of bokoblins sorry monkeys or uh you know or whether there's something a little bit sort of more intense and you you know you need to sort of be strategic because the game unlike a lot of sort of rpgs and they have been described as like light rpgs and i think that's probably fair given the like level of depth in some in some kind of modern rpgs or, or jrpgs but what it what it does rather than you you sort of leveling up um instead it obviously presents areas that you definitely should not visit until you've like got better at what you do or whether you've got better equipment or you're just more skilled in the combat or whether you've got a few more heart pieces so that you don't get clobbered quite so easily um but the game doesn't you know the game doesn't dissuade you from exploring whatever you want like if you want to head straight to the castle once you've got through the kind of that very initial part of the game the sort of i guess the tutorial if you want to call it that um you can go straight to the castle um but again, it's ill-advised because you are you are not sort of you're not skilled enough. You don't understand it enough. You haven't got the right equipment and stuff. And that's again the fact that they've returned to the very very roots of the Zelda series with the, you know the original game, um, where it just it let you explore completely you know completely freely, and it was just you know your kind of uh, your skill level or courage that would. <laughs> you know, determine where you did end up going. And that's, Breath of the Wild was so good for that. And just for that, that element of discovery, the fact that you, as you say, you you fired at the explosive barrel and it didn't set it off because an arrow wouldn't set that off, but an on-fire arrow would. And then you figured that out pretty quick. So it's just so intuitive in that, in that way. And that's just one example that, you know, God, we could do a whole podcast on just that.
0: I'm just saying, there's no situation where I'm ever going to be approaching an enemy in real life and accidentally throw my weapon at them. So, like, why is it so easy to do on this? <laughs>
2: what, what, just, why, just make, just your, trigger it.
1: What are your wild Cali fingers doing though? Why are you? Late, why are they just? Why are those just just bumper? bumper buttons?
0: <laughs> like, uh, hmm. don't, don't I, don't. I don't. I don't wish to answer that question. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, just going back, like, I think, like, I did really like uh, Breath of the World. I liked
3: exploring. And I thought that was really cool. Like uh, what Glitch was saying about just being able to go to like Gann's Castle immediately. Uh, but what I didn't like was the lack of dungeons, and I wanted some levels because I always felt that, like in Zelda games, I absolutely love like those those levels that you have in uh, and those big dungeons. I did quite like the shrines, but I don't know, it just wasn't really. I don't know, I can't. I, and weirdly enough, I kind of was. I wish there was a water dungeon to frustrate me for a good
0: like five hours. <laughs> something to hate later. <laughs> You're a madman. <laughs> The shrines though, you mentioned them there because I was thinking when you said no dungeons, those shrines, they're dungeons, are they not? Really? Tiny
3: dungeons, like literally like little little puzzles. There was yeah, a couple. Yeah. Um, what were they called? The was it the beasts? The what are they called? The divine beasts, yeah. Yeah, they're like mini dungeons. They're not like that big though. I think I think I, if they were bigger, they, they they were like bigger and more intense dungeons. I probably would enjoy it a little bit more. But I just thought, just I don't know, just. Quite like that element of Zelda, and I think I always think about like some of the stuff like in like Twilight Princess when you were just going down that river and you're like shooting at like, um, like enemies as you're like going down and stuff. And I always liked that part, like, those weird level designs and stuff like that in it. And I think that's the only thing where
0: like, I th- thought I missed out on. I guess when it's an open world game kind of like that, you don't really have set pieces. Yeah. So like like a I've not played that bit we were on about, but I can kind of imagine we talking about like going down a river. That's definitely a kind of set scene from yes, that yeah. game.
1: Yeah. So it it's one of those um, toss ups because I suppose if you imagine it like this, so the very again go back to the very first Zelda game on the NES, um, the the dungeons had to be it's like because because you could find them in any order. So the original Zelda game did have eight dungeons that like kind of just existed. Um, you know, like like all the other Zelda games sort of do have, other than Breath of the Wild, but because you didn't collect specific items that you needed to progress through those dungeons which is another Zelda trope that came later so you know you couldn't you couldn't access dungeon three before you'd got the item from dungeon two because that would that would allow you access if that makes sense you know it was always always like little gates that you would get to where you would need weapons or you would need a certain story beat before that occurred whereas in the original Zelda game you could enter any dungeon at any time and they were all They were all kind of you could complete every single one of them, even if you hadn't got the right item necessarily. Um, The problem with that, of course, is the sort of that there's no difficulty kind of arc. Then it just it just is a game that you play. And again, back in the eighties, that that was probably fine. You know, this this was groundbreaking and and wasn't something that anyone had seen before. And I think the issue with (laughs) the issue with um, trying to do that, I guess, in Breath of the Wild, is you know what if you were to because you can explore freely what if you were to come across a dungeon that you didn't have the correct sort of items or powers for and I think what they did really well was they gave you know rather than giving you dungeons to explore they gave you a whole world map that had that had these they had caves and shrines and like hidden areas and like villages and towns to to the extent that they just they never had before and I, I agree with you because you know I've, I've loved Zelda games you know my entire life and um, the, the, as you say the Guardian like inside of the Guardians when you get to kind of there is almost like a like a mini-temple or a mini-dungeon. Um, that was as close as we came. And I wonder, perhaps, in the sequel now, whether that will be something they take on board and that actually they start to integrate some of these now. It's hard to say. Yeah. But. It
3: looks... It did... That um, That trailer did look... It looked different, didn't it? Like it... it yeah.
0: It, yeah. it definitely, like it definitely had... Sort of... With this new trailer, I have seen a theory, and this means almost nothing to me, being a non-Zelda head. So I'm hoping you may be able to say it's you know, nonsense. Or if it sounds cool, but um, that uh, Ganon is who you may be playing as—a young Ganon. What, what, is there anything is in the trailer? I've read this. Is this is this absolute nonsense? Then is there nothing yeah, in there that is. trailer that suggests you're playing as okay, like, so a young, less green Ganon?
1: Right. So everyone's but been saying because oh, thing. have you seen Link's? It, it, yeah, it does seem to be set after, But maybe well, okay. So in the trailer, there are—if you kind of look closely—there are two versions of Link. So there's the Link that we see underground from the first, the first reveal trailer from two years ago. Um, so he's got his hair in a ponytail, it's a little bit longer than it is in Breath of the Wild, but he's in the underground cavern with Zelda. And then in this, in this trailer, we see that version of him, but we also see a version of him in a like a more neutral coloured, like a sand coloured tunic. It's the guy that's skydiving and that you see kind of walking on the, the raised like, island platforms so he's got his hair down. He's not in a ponytail and he's where, yeah, so he's got a completely different outfit on. So whether that is obviously in breath of the wild, you could change outfits, but whether that was a visual cue to suggest like time has passed or as, as Callie is now introduced, could it be two different characters? (laughs) I personally think it's just, it's link, but in a different, like the story has progressed some and you know, you're no longer underground, obviously. I mean, you're above ground. So there's like clearly a time jump somewhere. Um, I don't know why you would be playing as a young Ganon because we see the kind of zombified version of Ganon in in this trailer, like, and he was in the previous one, like this this guy that has been banished under the castle and was trying to take over Hyrule from his kind of like undead resting place. Um, he's a terrifying looking kind of guy. Um, he looks somewhere somewhere between a Wind Waker Ganondorf potentially. Um, like we like that he looks most similar to that. Some of the some of like the attire he's got like these earrings on with. Um, like patterns that are more akin to the Wind Waker Zelda than any of, any of the other ones so it's hard to know which which Ganondorf it is but i would suggest it is him um but, but i don't know i oh, it'd be i mean that would be a twist that would be a that would be a turn up for the books it could uh, be a, uh, a, a could nice
0: play. time loop if um if if breath of the Wild's going to be the end and the convergence of all things if there is some repeating cycle and it then is just going to go around mm. i don't know i'm doing Visual cues. Well, Skyloft.
3: It looks like they got Skyloft in it, which is you know the first you know from the first game, right? Uh, so sorry. I had
1: a, I had a yeah I had a thought. Is this because we've never seen we've never seen Skyloft or any of the okay? Well, okay, we've seen a couple of uh, in a couple of the games there have been islands or civilizations in the sky. So in Twilight Princess, and you're gonna have to help me here, T. Uh, there is. One of the last or later temples, you go up and I can't remember the name of the race, but they're like, they're like weird half bird people. Um, Not, not the, yeah, I don't not know the, the ones mean. from Breath of the Wild, but, um, they're from oh, the Uku or something. Wind wind I think they're called advances. like the Uku or something like that.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but they, they live in the sky and then, yeah, we've obviously got like Rivali from Breath of the Wild, like who is one of the, are they called Rit- Rit- Ritu, Rit- Rito? Rito, Rito. The Rito tribe.
3: I can never pronounce it because you just read it and you don't know how it's <laughs> Yeah. Then, aren't they I think the evolution Rito. of the um Zoras? Is that, is that the thing that he said in Wind Waker?
1: So in About Wind Waker yeah. you have re- that's where the Rito get introduced, aren't they? They live they yeah, live they, in they that. Well, they're Zoras. in that game, but they're also in
0: Yeah. But it's hard to know. Skyloft. You you said this word well at the beginning, what is a, what is Skyloft?
3: <laughs> gone on to oh so um in uh brain uh, the skyward sword skyward sword <laughs> that's where you start that is the first the first bit in it where you jump out from the sky it's like a flying it like a flying island sort of.
1: <laughs> yeah so skyloft is in skyward sword it's like the kind of it's your hub like your your hub village if you like where you start the game and it's where so in this game Zelda isn't a princess Zelda is just the daughter of um like the head of Skyloft so he's like the you know the guy that runs the league Skyloft and then they're they're kind of every year they do a a ritual um it's kind of like a graduation ceremony but they it's like a ritual of the goddess which again like the games are all linked to like the, the goddess Hylia and and kind of the people that created the planet uh and as as part of this ritual like the princess was meant to kind of um come to the hero kind of thing and like um present present the hero with a gift which is what start happens at the start of skyloft before zelda plummets below the clouds and is and you you know you have to go and kind of try and find her and stuff and this is kind of the very first example in the history of the the zelda chronology where as i I said a, a, a hero has to rise because evil evil is coming kind of thing um so skyloft is that village and yeah so although it wasn't in the trailer like these floating islands are very akin to what what you would traverse in Skyward Sword. So there is like above, there is like what's called the sky. So there is, there's like Skyloft, and then there's a few other little islands where they've got like a, there's like one island that's got like an inn and a tavern on it. There's another one that's got like a, a forest on it. Um, and it, again in this one, evil started to, sorry, in Skyward Sword, evil started to sort of permeate the land below. So the goddess lifted like the good people above above land. And above the clouds, so that evil couldn't get to them, and that's where they kind of built their civilization from then. Um, But you are then, because evil is starting to kind of gain traction and gain power. Link has to go down below as well, so does Zelda below the clouds to kind of battle kind of the evil before it takes over entirely. So that's the first game. But yeah, it would be cool if this was some sort of loop. I don't know how it would be. I don't know how. I mean, it might. It'd be so cool if you end up finding Skyloft again, um, sort of. (laughs) If it is all of these, you know, hundreds of thousands of years later, or however, however many years have passed. But, so um...
0: Skyloft and these uh, civilizations that take place in the sky—they've not been in it since that first. So the first game is you fall from the sky, or you um, know, after this the first uh, game. ceremony, yeah, yeah. go down. Or the chronological game, yeah. That and was... then since then, Link doesn't go back to. There's no no That's point the during the rest of the since, timeline. You uh... go up there.
3: Wasn't that the last mainline game since Breath of the Wild, Skyward Swords? Uh, oh yeah, so, so before Breath of the Wild, it was Skyward Sword, yeah. Yeah, so it's, they haven't had much chance to go back to Sky That was
1: that was that was released on the that was released on the Wii. Okay,
0: right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I, all this time during Ocarina of Time and all that, there is this Sky Nation up there, just kind of minding their own business. Is that kind of right? I mean, potentially.
1: So this is... So, okay. So there are... Okay, there are a few references every now and then to civilizations in the sky after Skyward Sword, but never to the mm. point that it's it's sort of like, like a major story beat. So in... Um, let me think. Where's the first one? Right. So Twilight Princess, um, as I was just referencing a minute ago, you go to a place called the City in the Sky. It doesn't have a name other than that. It's just called the City in the Sky. And it's like a dungeon is up there, but you, you can't travel there until much later in the game. And it's it kind of suggests, although I think if I remember, it's kind of like this city is held up by mechanisms, sort of like propellers and things. So it isn't like it's not floating through like divine intervention, like Skyloft and stuff is. So this is Mm -hmm. like a mechanically designed city that floats in the sky, Um, which isn't unusual in Zelda games. There is a lot of almost like steampunky kind of stuff. I mean, you'll you'll see it obviously in Breath of the Wild with like the Guardians, those like spider-looking creatures with like mechanical legs, and so there is a lot of sort of. Uh, almost futuristic tech but it's in Zelda that's it's classed as like ancient technology because in the in the ancient times there were these like incredible builders and, and like you know um, engineers and things that created these species and cities so that's one example and then uh, obviously yeah we have Skyward Sword with with Skyloft and things and the only other example there is one more um... oh okay so in Breath of the Wild yeah in Breath of the Wild there is a race called the Zonai who are referenced everywhere, but you never see, you never meet them in Breath of the Wild. So I'm going to suggest that they're going to pop up in this game. They kind of built all of these crazy structures, and there's like some like really interesting like uh, architecture in the game that is. If you talk to the characters in it, it was built by this Zonai tribe who apparently built all of this and then disappeared to the sky. I believe is the kind of um, uh, that's kind of the legend, if you like, and nothing is really ever said about it other than that. Um, so I think they are probably going to pop up in Breath of the Wild 2 with these floating ruins. It does appear, though, from the trailer, it looks as if we see Hyrule Castle being lifted out of the ground. I off- I wonder if other settlements from the ground get lifted into the air and that's what you're kind of travelling across, or if there is a civilization buried beneath Hyrule that ends Ooh, up coming to the surface and being lifted above the sky. It- yeah, I, it- I mean, that's what's so interesting. They've given nothing away about, you know, why that might be, or uh, you know, what what the kind of the reason for it is. So yeah, there's a lot of a. Uh,
3: Do you think of kind because of, like in the trailer we've got like two two different links? Do you think that implies that it might be a more sort of structured game, The Breath of the Wild? Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, I would I would definitely suggest that you are going. You know,
1: something's going to occur, and I think time, some time will progress. I mean, we so we see Zelda falling into this abyss, and you know that's quite a sort of harrowing kind of image and it looks it looks arguably like that's where the game's going to start um based on the fact you've got like a cutscene where they are exploring this underground sort of area um but i would probably say i don't think it will follow a structured thing because i think that might be a step backwards but i i wonder if they will incorporate more structured sections that if you get to a certain place within a big open world then it kind of triggers a series of whether it be floating islands or or dungeons or whatever but one thing we do know from the sort of development team they've said that they are keeping the open the high rule that you know from breath of the wild that will still be there you'll still be able to kind of roam that now that's interesting for someone like me who i've I've put in nearly 400 hours into this into breath of the Wild one like i know every every nook and cranny of it so i kind of hope that even if it if it exists in the same way that in the two years that have passed since breath of the wild maybe new New towns have popped up, or you know sort of new areas new 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 sort of enemy clusters and things, because otherwise it will be very much like you know it, it will feel a little bit not boring, but it will be re- repetitious, you know you'll have already done it, you will already seen it, so lots of questions in that regard, but yeah, I think maybe there will be a structure a structured story progression in this um or at least maybe a time yeah. jump uh early on. I wonder
0: if uh you if they're going for the way of um g t a five switching between different links. It could happen. Like, I mean, I was starting—I was joking when I first started thinking about this. But imagine if you can, at any point, just choose between, might be like, Ocarina of time. If that's already happened in it, is it? <laughs> They'd like kid Link and adult Link,
3: he can switch between it. So well can back and forward through time. Maybe they might do something like that again. Possibly.
1: That's an interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. Um, equally as well. So there are two games called. There's one called Four Swords, and one called Four Swords Adventure, where you play as four Links. Um, they were designed as like cooperative. Zelda games if you like Um, but they do feature in the story like they are canon that like there was this this time when like Link was sort of either four links or could be split into multiple versions Um, I think what's more likely okay so there's a bit in the okay so what we see uh, this is why I think it might be the same Link but with a just a a time difference you see it in in the trailer um, the malice like that red that red energy attacking Link's right arm Um, so that's it's doing something to his arm obviously it's like it's you know and it enters here it seems to enter his body and then what you then see in later on in the trailer is that that arm is heavily bandaged when he's like skydiving so he's like wearing like a weird um sort of gauntlet or kind of and it's it looks a little bit tattered and bandaged and then we see a couple of extra powers which are you know which look really exciting where it looks like he can reverse time with with that arm because rather than uh, in the in breath of the wild he uses his sheikah slate to like um To perform any of his powers so whether that's like the stasis or the the magnesis and those sort of things
2: as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads linkedin has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
4: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
3: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option.
4: I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: But when he he puts his hand out in this to stop the rocks from like the like the boulder from falling on him, and then he sort of flings it backwards using his his hand rather than using his streaker slate. So I would suggest maybe it's the same link, but he's now got something going on with this this dodgy arm power. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. And I wonder if maybe he's not he's got a, you know, some evil in him now or something, and it's going to be like a, maybe you're going to have to fight against some sort of evil intent or evil will oh, or be something like that. That'd be quite cool.
0: Maybe it fully takes over his body and he turns green and the cycle begins again and he is Ganondorf. <laughs> Being that I've not actually read this like, theory other than just like a clickbait article title, I'm <laughs> very much sticking to it.
1: <laughs> Mate, go go all in, go all in on it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely an interesting idea. I'm just so excited for it because Breath of the Wild was so. I don't know. like You say T. I know it wasn't your sort of favourite Zelda game, but I think it it opened the Zelda like Zelda was. And I, I say this as and most it's the most enormous fan, but Zelda was getting tired in its formula. You know, if you if like it was it's a, it's a beloved formula, and every time a Zelda game came out, I was excited to see what new dungeons and what new weapons kind of were were kind of given to us. But Breath of the Wild made me feel like like the original Zelda game or like Ocarina of Time made me feel when I first played them because it was so new and so unique. Like the first time you saw Zelda in 3D, like you get to play in, in like a 3D Hyrule field and you know, you've know you got a bow and arrow that you can actually aim in 3D and, and whatever. like Just amazing and getting to explore that. But since then, there were all the sort of progressions on that same theme, whereas Breath of the Wild was so new and it felt... It was just so wonderful and that sense of like freedom, that sense of wonder... You know i was finding things even like 200 250 hours in i was finding new things i hadn't noticed before or you know new new ways to attack or new ways to defend or just new ways to use the powers and i just think to, to make a game that rich that you know you, you can play for that long and still be finding things is, is just miraculous so i do hope this is just a you know a building block on what they what they've just built but nintendo are great at this nintendo are great at finding kind of innovation that you didn't even know you needed or wanted, and 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 it just
3: works, especially in their, yeah, their main they, IP. They're like great at doing that, and so, then and then doing something say, completely but... different that no one wanted. That's kind of
0: <laughs> it's good though. They they do like to just try things, and I, I respect them for that. They're not they don't play. It I safe. Do, I do, yeah,
3: no. What were you uh, what were you suggesting that people didn't like? Labo. <laughs> Um, I, mean, yeah, like, I mean, that was, um, that was interesting. Yeah. think what bad stuff um, Nintendo have done. They've done a lot of things, but they've done something really good and then gone now. Na- like, for, like for the Pokemon games, for example, this might be more Game Freak than Nintendo, but like, say, with Gold and Silver, you had like um, like a internal clock in it. So at night time you'd have different Pokemon to the daytime. And then the next game, like, now I'm not doing that anymore. And they would just constantly just get rid of features people like. <laughs> and just do something different for the sake of it. It might be more game freaking Nintendo, but...
0: Yeah. Problem is, with a day and night cycle, because that was linked to the real day and night, wasn't it? So if I'm only ever ever able to play after work at night time, I'm never catching a Pokemon during the day.
3: But, Callie, it's for children. How (laughs) dare you? (laughs) I don't think that's a problem. Sit down. (laughs) Sit down, old man. (laughs)
1: Put down the game, boy.
0: <laughs> but I guess I, one thing you said earlier about um, Breath of the Wild or Zelda, in fact, is that it's a uh, light RPG. And hearing the sort of level of the lore makes me think, hell, how is that a light one? But I get where you're coming from in that it's there isn't skill trees in Breath of the Wild. I don't have to do any crafting, really. I mean, there's the cooking bit. Which, frankly, for me, is too much. Other than the cool, funky noise it makes when you're actually doing quite a cook, like which cooking, which kind of makes up for it. It's a what? very good cooking I've got noise. I've into isn't that it? for a while. But um, generally, like I, like, I played The Witcher, and I was probably like level seven before um, before I did any upgrades to myself because I just don't have the tolerance for a skill tree. I got my partner to do them for me. Like he just took. I I was playing with my own handicap in that I hadn't upgraded anything on myself all the way up to that level. Um, so Breath of the Wild suits me perfectly. If you know there isn't really much to upgrade, and I am quite enjoying it. As I say, and I found something, and I want to check with you guys if this is a um, feature of the game or just sheer coincidence. So I met a tree, a big tree, um, but not that big. Anyway, I got him as Maraca's back you know the guy (laughs) i do yeah yeah. you know the guy um Um, and then we'll come to me in a minute uh keep going keep talking i'm it begins with k i'm pretty sure he's a king of these things that begin with k
1: he's yeah he's a king of the um Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah
0: so um i met him i got him his maracas back they didn't have any seeds so i had to go get him a seed uh anyway one thing i tried to do if you aim your bow at him, he cowers, which is, you know, funny <laughs> to me. Um, and then I shot him with my bow, and my bow instantly became damaged, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't one I'd been using at all. So, do you know if shooting the god tree just causes your weapons to get damaged straight never away, or is that just a coincidence? I've never, yeah, I'm never not tried
3: it. a not. nice maraca person.
1: Yeah, I'm not a cruel
0: <laughs> son of a gun. I mean, he would. Was... <laughs> okay, this probably doesn't help when I say, but he was cowering, <laughs> I, mean, I felt It um, Like, it's like, oh, well, it looks like something's going to happen. So I thought I'd see what happens if I try shooting him. Is no, okay. Is his, name, <laughs> is, his name,
1: um, is his name
0: Hestu? That I don't know. No, nor do I. I. I'm not learning his name. I'm just trying to harass him, quite frankly. No, <laughs> so uh,
1: I, I can't speak to whether or not the game is, you know, uh, punishing me has for been, my actions. Yeah has some sort of karma system that
0: if you shoot good guys with your bows, they go like, we'll take them off you then. We'll take them off you. But uh, I mean, it just seems, it was, yeah, like it was a hell of a coincidence if it wasn't the case, it just on that one, but I've not, you know, it was my best bow as well. No. Well, that's your, that's your homework. Hit him with your swords if that breaks. I'm going to hit him with something. I will, by the way, this is, I I intend to harass this guy, but like, uh, yeah, I won't use my best weapons I don't think next time
1: um but... well okay so this might encourage you to hit him more but uh, yeah, your homework for me is to go and get go and get a bow mm. and do not use it specifically do not use it and then head back to him and give it a go and see what happens because i i am interested so please let me know okay but yeah this might encourage you to cause him damage so he obviously gives you the side quest to go and find korok seeds yes or, or not car- like the or rather like the little the little koroks that are hiding everywhere yeah and there's something like oh i don't is know it 900 so it's more yes more than that. It's like oh, way more, it? way more <laughs> Have you got more? Um, right. No. That's the only thing in the game that I haven't finished. Like I've got, I've done everything else except. Wait. Are you talking find about
0: finding them. those fellas? There's like nine hundred of them. There's I found them the two game within game. like not very much distance of him. Like just up the hill. No, they're all very near. They're all. They are everywhere. But yeah, nine hundred. That sounds like a... like you probably can't like you... take a step without accidentally kicking one.
3: Do you know what you get? If you uh, yeah, if you yeah. get all the them. What? Well, this
1: is what I was about to say. This is why you want to fire bone arrows at him. So you don't get anything of worth at all. He gives you like it's like it's like he calls it like he's like golden trophy or something, and he gives it you, and it basically looks like a golden dog. Poop. Uh,
0: no, I want it. That sounds. That's. Like, but it doesn't do anything.
1: Can you? It doesn't do anything. Can you... you can't. You can't wear it. You can't hold it. Sell it. It's just in your inventory. <laughs> nope. Chuck it at people. It's literally like. It's just no, you can't. You can't. It's just in your inventory as like a key item, and you can't do anything with it. Does so, it take up an inventory um, space? Um, I can't remember where it goes, but it, yeah, it goes in your menu somewhere. Um,
2: hmm.
0: I take it because he gave me when I um, brought him a seed. He gave me additional inventory space. It was only one, which I thought was pretty stingy. But um, presumably but that keeps happening. So it, not for like nine hundred, like, right?
1: No. So you get to a certain point, and he's like, "That's all I can do for you now." Okay. But please continue to find my. And if you find them all. Oh, um, and I just feel sorry for the people that did because part of me—I I, paid it for a long time before I checked the internet for anything, and in the end, I was like, "Is it worth me collecting?" Like, first of all, how many are there? And like I say, it was like 900 and something, and I was like, "No, I'm not doing that." <laughs> but also, what what do you get? Because you know, okay, if it's something really cool, maybe I'll I'll you know suck it up and do it. But yeah, little golden poo, not you know, Try, not bad. Just go outside, go outside to like the dog walking path, get yes, some golden spray paint, and
0: so yeah. um like. Hidden packages in GTA. I'm pretty sure, like, if you got all of them, you got like unlimited <laughs> ammo or something really cool like that. So yeah, a golden useless. I, I'd be up for a golden turd if I could display it, like in my little Zelda house, Link house. Sorry, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> yeah, see that that would be different if you could have it as an ornament in your house. Hmm, then like a little shrine. I would, I would probably also because then you when you're playing it, that's that's like a you'd like check out what I got, here. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, that it was. I say it's disappointing, but then there are things like that in, I guess, lots of games where you just collect for the sake of collecting, mm. and it, you know, it's just a bit. I guess it's a bit of fun, really, that they then give you a, a turd. Like, why not?
0: Yeah, it does feel like a middle finger, doesn't it? Though a, a nine hundred again. But again, as you
1: as you kind of rightly pointed out, like Hestu is like a really quite an interesting character that you know with his little. Oh, I'm gonna punish it over the top. Dance. <laughs> he's he's
0: taken the wrath of all my weapons. Well, this is
1: this again. This is Breath of the Wild. You do what you want. That's that's the point of these games. <laughs> you can you can, I can live out your cruel, awful fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, T, you uh, you said you're quite a Zelda fan. What have you um, which which games have you played? Um, because, so, as Callie's obviously yeah, had like the, the least experience. Here.
3: <laughs> um, what have I played? So I've played Ocarina of Time, uh, Jura's Mask, uh, Wind Waker, Spotlight Princess, uh, Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild traffic. Oh, and I played the um Oracle of uh, Seasons when I was a kid as well the Game Boy. I think that's all the Yeah. Uh, what about you?
1: Um pretty much all of them. The only one I haven't played at all is the one that came out on the 3DS um a couple of years back now. Um A Link Between Worlds, I think it's called, and I just I just haven't played it yet, which I'm disappointed in myself at, but I just haven't found the time to like Really get into it, but what I'm doing at the minute, um, and this was because they announced the Skyward Sword remake, and I just kind of got excited about everything. <laughs> um, I decided that I was going to play all of the games in timeline order. <laughs> um, so I'm currently still playing a Skyward Sword because I'm, I'm playing it on the Wii, um, and I can only tolerate playing it. Oh, that, that motion a couple of control! Time that, because the Wii, Wii remotes are so heavy. Like when you've been playing with Joy Cons, it's like it's like a workout, <laughs> and you have to use motion controls. It's it's a bit of a nightmare. It is a really good game. Uh, I'm like I am really enjoying it. The story is fantastic. It's it's probably one of the better stories actually um, in in
3: the sort of Zelda series. Looking but... forward to the remake, to be honest. Uh, it's just going to be gonna much say, easier. Going to say when's a that? Out? Little, uh, this month? Uh, no, July. Sorry, middle of July, I think. Is is that going to
0: also just be motion controls, or can you yeah. forget
3: those? No. Yes and no. You can use your little your little Wii modes because obviously you mm. like use them in different directions to do different stuff in it. Like the way you like fight, you'll be like use your sword. Will kill enemies. Depending like which motions you do it in, but like obviously the uh, the switch lights are thing, so you can just use your little your little thumbs and do it in that do it make those like movements with your thumbs as well.
1: Oh, on the uh, don't joystick. Be, don't be calling. Don't be calling. Don't be calling Callie's thumbs small. You say <laughs> <laughs> your little thumbs. <laughs> That's smaller
3: than your arm. <laughs>
0: You're making me That's paranoid It but... feels small now <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so it's basically one of the biggest complaints about Skyward Sword so Twilight Princess uh, that came out before it had because it came out on the Wii you could just you could just wang your Wii remote around and it would swing Link's sword but it didn't matter how you wanged it it would just swing the sword like it didn't you know it wasn't it wasn't precious about it but then when they released skyward sword they incorporated the motion plus which obviously gave you more accurate motion but you know back for like 2016 or whenever it was like or maybe even no, 2014 or 13 or whenever it was um, but yeah as as T said like there were certain enemies that you have to swing your sword in like a certain way at a certain time so whether it's like a horizontal or a diagonal or a vertical slice or a stab um, but the controls were not not quite perfect so you would be like you end up fighting a boss and getting murdered because your Wii remotes weren't reacting quite right, so they've upgraded the motion for the Joy Cons so that it's much more accurate. But they've also then given you the option just to turn it off, and then you can instead. By the looks of things, you are, you now swing you swing your sword with the right Joy Con stick. Yes. Yeah, like so like whichever direction. direction you do it in, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's good. You can. You can I shoot. have no
0: time for motion controls. So <laughs> much more into the idea of being able to. Most people don't.
3: I don't know people thought they were, because the Wii sold so much. Like, a proper sold-out, because everyone was like, yes, we want motion controls. And
0: very quickly, like, oh, no. It's, yeah, it's, it's being able to turn the thing on Mario Kart just means you're not as good at Mario Kart as someone that's just using a controller. <laughs> <laughs> like. So, next obvious question, then. Have you got your uh, favourites? Yes. Go for it. Uh, uh,
3: probably my two favourites elder Zelda games are... <clears throat> Twilight Princess and Wind Waker.
0: So, what makes these ones particularly special for you?
3: Uh, I thought Well, Wind Waker looks amazing. It's such a cool-looking game. Um, I don't know. it's so got a bit of nostalgia, like I you know, you used to play it a lot when <laughs> I was a teenager and stuff. And they're just, I don't know, just really fun games. I played it on the uh, Wii U again, like fairly recently, and it's like I don't know, just really nice, It's just a really cool game. Uh, And, like, Twilight Princess, again, I think it's just, like, they're just two games that, like, I've got into at a certain age. But I do really like them. I love the story, to both of those games and how they look. I mean, like, Twilight Princess, because it's essentially just an emo Zelda game. (laughs) (laughs) Just the bleakest, like, most emo of the Zelda games. I just love them. It's excellent.
0: (laughs) What's the story behind that one? Wait, why is this an emo game? I need to know. It really is, yeah. Is it just Link going through his edgy sort of goth Wait, phase then? No. Or?
1: So okay. So in Twilight Princess. Um. One, one of the tropes of Zelda games is that you end up having sort of two variants of the world in the game that you can experience. So oftentimes you have like the like the good version and the bad version of of the land, and that's kind of what you explore. And Twilight Princess had like the shadow, like the shadow realm or something, where you you could go, like basically this is like the the shadow. The shadow people were like invading the kind of light world. So you have to tr- you have to like teleport to the Twilight Realm to um to kind of stop them there. But when you teleport there, like Link doesn't exist in that realm as as a human character, so he turns into a wolf. And you get to play as Wolf Link, which you may or may not have seen. I've
0: not, no. Um
1: <laughs> Is it like a wolf in a little so green a tunic or no, no, he's okay. just a wolf. But he's got a really cool, like, he's got, I think he's got like a cool headdress on, like it's like a really like, like ornate looking headdress thing. Because like the whole of the Twilight Realm is this like edgy, like kind of cool uh, architecture sort of stuff. It is probably one of the best, one of the best outer games, just because it's like the story. The story is so dark, and there is. I'm not going to give the spoilers away for this one because is- if you haven't played it, it's it's definitely worth it. But there's a big twist right near the end that literally had me like diving out of my my chair (laughs) I was just so excited by it Um, but it is very emo because it's again Zelda tends to have this quite as you as you referenced early Callie it feels quite childlike because of the colors and there are such lovely characters Mm. and everything's kind of fun except on the underbelly of pretty much every Zelda game there is the insanely dark reality of life for either some of the characters or some of the locations or some of the dungeons and Twilight Princess was just a little bit more upfront about the dark side of things uh, like the two darkest Zelda games are, are Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess, and and they've Nintendo have made a comment that this one is going to be more akin to those like Majora's
0: Mask and Twilight I Princess. I I'm very like, excited. The colourful ones like Wind Waker. <laughs> Eyeliner at the ready. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What what consoles were they on? And what can you get them on the Switch? Uh, you can get uh, both of them on
3: the Wii U. If they both remade in mm. the Wii U, <laughs> uh, probably. So, I, I'm, is that a no they, for the Switch? I take. They probably <laughs> are going to get remade to, for the sw- Switch. I've seen like a lot of rumors about it. I wouldn't think mm. it, if if uh, Breath of the Worlds Two isn't out next year, one of those games will come out as a remake. For I okay. imagine to bring out a new Zelda game. Big, big claim. I reckon. I reckon. You so. heard
0: it here first. That's gonna... So
1: I. <laughs> i don't know if they're going to re-release them i think so um I, I think if they didn't if they don't announce them this year for the 35th anniversary which it looks like i i still think there's more to come because they've announced obviously the and watch console which is for the 30th anniversary and they've remade um skyward sword which is interesting because skyward sword originally came out for the 25th anniversary of zelda um like on the actual box art it said at the top like 25th anniversary um you know as part of the release so ten years later, they're kind of re-releasing it for the thirty-fifth in the in the HD. But they remade, as you just referenced, T. They re- they remade Twilight Princess for the Wii U because it was originally a GameCube game, um, and they remade Wind Waker for the Wii U because it was originally a GameCube game. So like they kind of gave you, they've given you the HD remakes already, unless they just port them. Yeah, because they which they, again, I think everyone would be really happy with if they did. They, they but, have ported I mean, they lots just did of that, Wii
3: U games. But, uh, like literally, have. nearly have. every good Wii U game is now on Switch.
0: That's the true, Wii U didn't know. sell well, did it though? So it's like, a good console, pretty, though. It was, no, it was
1: good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty it. good, are they no, you House. know, it was a it was a bad console with great games um, because, like, the Wii U tablet, whatever, they, whatever they called that. I think it was the Wii U gamepad. I think like that is the Switch, but it was like a prototype that they real like. I think they realized very quickly we've nearly got something here, but we've we've just missed it slightly hmm. like we've just missed the boat because it's like it was plastic and horrible it had really crap range from the actual console itself because obviously the, it, there was like a, a wii u console that it needed to be near and like the touch screen was hideous resolution and it it only allowed you to touch one like once at a time it didn't have like multi touch just a lot of kind of you know what i mean it was like it was a little bit behind the curve despite the concept being like ahead of the curve and then the switch just absolutely landed so um it was a necessary evil to get
3: <laughs> the, be- the beauty of the Switch. I think. like the way um, it just felt like a, just, it just felt such a weird thing that only Nintendo would do. It just felt needless. I know what you I mean by the like plastic, there. though. It does feel like a
0: toy. Like, I only played on one yeah. once, and I played um Pokken, like a Pokemon fighting game. And it was quite cool yeah. in that, like, my friend was playing on the TV with the thing. I was holding this cool little, you know, gadget, which had a different... I wasn't just seeing their screen; I was seeing my own, you know, screen. So it kind of had a perfect thing for cult games like that, where one person gets to use the tablet and you can't just screen watch each other. Yeah. So yeah, I liked the concept on it, but of course, I mean, the Wii's been massive for Nintendo. Like, definitely helped him out. With that. It, incredible.
3: What's, incredible. What's your favorite um, Zelda game, Scorch, other than Breath of the Wild? Is it Breath of the Wild?
0: That's a fine answer.
1: <laughs> well look, okay so I mean the way you referenced obviously that you had like sort of nostalgia that that made you pick certain Zelda games and I think I think that will always be a thing for gamers you know it, there will always be that first game that made you fall in love with video games or you know the first one in the series that you played that made you fall in love with that franchise um speaking come from like an entirely well not really entirely from a more objective point of view I think Breath of the Wild isn't just one of the best Zelda games I think it's one of the best games like period I, I don't I I I find it very hard to have a conversation where that like about the best games of all time where that isn't featured in the list for some reason because of its just its scope just how perfect it was that there wasn't any uh, there wasn't any kind of wasted like landscape or area like no matter where you go something is happening or there is something there that relates to the world or the lore um and I again it made me fall in love with video gaming in a way that I hadn't for so many years sort of prior to its release but my my go-to answer, if someone says, what's your favourite Zelda game, ha- has been, for so many years, Ocarina of Time. Because it, like, as you just said, T, it's, it was the game, it was the first Zelda game that I played, I guess, properly, um, you know, and, and sort of in full. And I played it so often and, I was, you know, I, I could walk you through every dungeon and, and character and everything because I played it just so often. Um, but then Twilight Princess... I, I always said if Twilight Princess was released when I was a kid, so if you know if, if I was sort of born later, that would have been my favourite because I just think the story and probably the gameplay as well. Actually, I think it's got some of my favourite dungeons and favourite bosses and stuff. Um, I just think Twilight Princess is unreal, so I, I would put those three at my kind of very top. Yeah, um, good choices to be. But fair. <laughs> I think I think Breath of the Wild does take it, if I'm honest i think breath of the world is just just too perfect just too good like and it's 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 and it's every it's got every it's got a nod to almost every zelda game it has all the best bits from previous zelda games but kind of reimagined in this sort of new era and it it's stunning like it's one of those games where when you're playing and i love this you're playing and suddenly you'll you'll stop playing to admire what you're playing like you'll 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 scroll the camera around and watch the sunset or you'll oh, like for example like you know have you met have you met any dogs yet, Callie?
0: Any of the, the dogs that are kind of around like the stable? Yeah, I like met that? a dog I couldn't pet it as far as I was aware. I didn't shoot it though. Okay, well that's <laughs> that's a uh, good.
1: Good man. Thanks. Good lord. No, um no, so one of, actually one of the big one of the big criticisms was that you couldn't pet the dog. Like it's it's literally I saw someone on Twitter say breath of the wild 2 tray looks great, but still no sign that you can pet the dog, so <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed still. But um no, but what you can do, so you can feed the dog. You can give it like meat or or fruit or whatever that when you, you know when you find it. And it befriends you. It becomes really friendly with you. So, like, depending on how much you sort of feed it or how you treat it, it will, like, be more excited to see you later. Yeah. But you can, like... So what you can also do, if you pick up... You know, you can pick up sticks to attack with. If you throw the stick, the dog will chase the stick and bring it back to you. Like, stuff like that that you just, like... That doesn't need to be in the game. And yet you've put it in. And you, and you may never discover it. Or you may never discover that if you throw, like, apples in the water, they float. Or if you, um, if you chuck an egg in, like, one of their hot springs the egg boils and it becomes a different item so it's not just an egg anymore it's a boiled egg like crazy stuff that like you may not even think to do but they've thought well this is a real world so what what can you do in a real world uh, and i just love that i love i love all of those things so i think for all of those reasons and a thousand more it, it's got
3: to be breath of the wild yeah. i think um if breath of the world came out when i was like a kid it definitely would have been my favorite game Because like so like really dyslexic and as a kid i just really struggled with video games like i couldn't I couldn't figure out how to do them or like the obvious answer of like stuff like yeah. that. So it's only like later on, I started man- being able to sort of work them out. But with Breath of the Wild, I could have just, you know, just explored and done. Um, and that's what the game is. I definitely would have really appreciated that being younger, I think.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a really gorgeous story that I absolutely implore anyone listening and, and you two to go and check out. So this... This guy has got, like, a daughter who's got, like, a, like a really severe, like, motor neuron disease, I think, where she's, like, unable to sort of hold controllers, or she can't, and she can't, um, her reactions are quite slow, but she absolutely adores Breath of the Wild, like, she, she saw, like, her sister playing it and was just, like, like, in love, and he managed to create this controller to allow her to still play it but like in like in her own way almost like what you just said like so she can't she can't go and fight the bosses and she can't do all of that but it's enough that she can control it so she can move him around and like run around and have it like just, just enjoy <laughs> it like literally i watched it i just like my heart melted and it was just the most beautiful thing but i just think it's exactly that like if you know whether whether you are a hardened zelda fan where you want to go and you want to yeah, fight the hardest bosses and the hardest enemies or whether you just want to have a great time and and run around and enjoy the landscape and and just just have fun. I think as a kid, yeah, you man, it would have been like a, a kid in a candy shop in a candy shop, like just unbelievable. Like I mean, and that's what's that's what's so good. Like being a gamer all this time and still being kind of surprised and still finding things that you didn't know you wanted in a video game, like that. That's the magic of Zelda for me. And I, I am bring on 2022. I would fast forward to that right now if I could. <laughs> Need, need
0: me some of that in my life. Um, well, as you can imagine, I don't really have a favourite Zelda game I've learned. I can say Breath of the Wild's been pretty fun. Um, I I do. I am going to get back onto it. <laughs> what I might have to do is get myself a pair of the uh, the pro kind of controllers. The as I was holding the Switch, it's an incredibly uncomfortable controller to I, you hold for my big hands. The ones
3: that like it comes with it, where you just push them into the.
0: Yeah, like if I was playing on TV, but I'll be playing this handheld. I imagine. Um, so, I, but you can get like uh, little controller bits that kind of attach to it I believe to make it a bit more comfortable yeah, yeah. my tiny little thumbs but my giant hands like struggle trying to hold that one um, so yeah definitely give, a, give, a, give it a go uh, I, I'm now more interested in Twilight Princess than anything though this is you've really sold good that bad. one to me like just playing yeah, a slightly emo Link so sounds great I mean did this come out at the same time as the Twilight films just, or was the connection to Wolves like
1: <laughs> oh you know what you know what I think it, I think it might probably agree. did, but I don't. I, I Try not to relate, relate them agree. in your minds, yeah. <laughs> so I never, I'd never made that comparison. Ma- I think maybe it was a
3: little bit earlier. Yeah, a little bit earlier than before they were like super popular. Was it like 2007? I I no, it was earlier. 2000... Yeah, it was... no, it came out think, with let me the think. Wii. Okay, so had... it as it's GameCube and the Wii, so since as as the Wii came out, it came out like because I got it with my Wii like for Christmas. Like,
1: yes, that's true. That's true. The Wii came out in 2000 and. Oh,
0: let
1: me think.
0: 2007. Six. Was it 7? I don't know. <laughs> Close enough, seven. I'm sure. Thing is, right, this means nothing, because so I don't know when Twilight came out. <laughs> so... oh, it came out came out,
1: Chris, came out in Christmas 2006, the Wii, uh, and Twilight was released. we, we talking about Four. the books or the films?
0: Yeah, films, I guess. 2005,
1: There was the first book. So I guess the uh, big hype was not until a bit later. Yeah. So no, they copied... They copied Zelda. Zelda <laughs> was already in production. Zelda was already in production by that point, so
0: it's. it's... Sure, sure. It's definitely not, not based on the Twilight films at all, okay? Oh, no, don't Go do I that have. to me. <laughs> it's fine. Can I ask
1: a Zelda question?
3: Please.
1: Um, so, T, what would be your favourite Zelda weapon
3: from the entire series? Oh, definitely that weird. Um, what's it called? That weird like, wind up thing from Twilight Princess. Do you remember that? The, di- the disc that you stand yes. on? Yes, I love that. That was my favorite. That was my, oh. one of my favorite things to do. I had such a good time. Like just when you had to fight the boss and you had to use it, it was so cool. Really enjoyed that. I mean, just because it's weird, I just really liked how weird that was.
1: <laughs>
3: it, it's apparently
1: it's just called the spinner.
3: That's it. Yeah, it's <laughs> a rubbish name. But yeah, it was a very,
1: <laughs> it was a very good item. Uh, that's one of the ones that I think everyone wanted to see come
0: back because it's just such a unique item. Um, Really good. About you, not to say it copied anything else, but did this come out around the same time as Beyblade by chance? No, it's not. True. It is a Beyblade. It's a giant Beyblade. <laughs> it was a nice.
3: giant Beyblade. Um, it literally looked like one. It's excellent. What was your favourite item?
1: <laughs> Basically, it allowed you to again. It was one of the ancient, um one of the ancient kind of like constructs, and it allowed you to attach like a, a almost like a, a train line that was in the hmm. wall, and it was like a cog, and you stood on it, and the middle bit was like still, and the outside spun. And when you got on it, you would like bomb down these like almost like a roller coaster like um, of like platforms. And there is an incredible boss fight where you have to use that to go up this tower while you're fighting a boss, and it's just wonderful. One of my favourite Yeah, dungeons Twilight Princess is, is, is that's, that's so, so good. I think one of my one of my favourite weapons, and it's just because it's it's so Japanese and like so ridiculous. Um, it's in um, Skyward Sword. It's called the Gust Bellows, and it's just like a tube that blows out wind. Um And it's just hilarious because like you can literally just blow enemies away like it doesn't hurt them but if they're coming at you and they're kind of quite light you can just like blow them and if they're heavier it just you just see their like their hair or their clothes sort of like waft a bit and they just look a bit annoyed before they attack you and i just think it's just the most like it works in this one temple because you can blow dust off stuff and it's like or or like sand or kind of you know whatever and it, it has a few uses throughout the game but it's just such a a ludicrous weapon to be carrying around with you i just think it's so funny um but Zelda, yeah, Zelda has got has got some fantastic like items as you as you go through.
0: I like the boomerang. That's the one thing I've only just kind of picked up and I'm gonna yeah. enjoy making use of. Like just I was trying to practice and I was just like, hey, ch- ch- check this out to my partner who's played the game entirely through, so he already knows, but I was just really excited that I could throw this boomerang. But of course every time I'm trying to get him to watch me catch it, it wasn't happening. <laughs> but
1: But again, right, so how how crazy when you think about it that just just the joy of throwing a boomerang? Yeah. Like, it's good. like, it. it I, I totally agree with you. Like, I love the, especially love it in Breath of the Wild because yeah, it actually takes a little bit of skill to use. Like it, in the mm. other game, it just comes back to you automatically, and you and you always catch it. So actually having this, you know, almost to be able to control the arc of it, and then and then try and catch it again, or you know, and again if something gets in the way, it just pings off, and you have to try and find it in like the grass or whatever. I just, yeah, just it's that it's that love of exploration and just just playing with things, isn't
0: it? I've not used it as a weapon yet. If it hits someone, does it not come back to me?
1: Yeah, it goes. It sort of goes through them.
0: Okay, um, right. Because I as hit as a, as a rock and it yeah pinged off somewhere, but like I've not actually thrown it at an enemy yet, so I was worried it would just hit him and that'd be it. <laughs> like No, no, it does come back to you. So it sort of hit, okay, it's good. almost
1: imagine if it just sort of spun and hit them on hit them on the shoulder and spun past them or whatever. But yeah, such a such a is mean, is a, a hunting weapon, isn't it? When you, it? Like that's where it originates. Like the yeah, yeah. it to like hunt take things out from like madness,
3: ostriches or whatever, kangaroos. Mm-hmm. You ever thrown yeah. a beam around. <laughs> like in real life?
0: Yes. Have you done it, did it come it's back? not come back to no. me. No, I've thrown um, it.
2: But... <laughs> Same.
1: Yeah, I so I had like um, I I had a go with one and it is terrifying. Like you don't well, you're not meant to catch it like because it's it's a murderous weapon. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Like, do you know what I mean? Like uh, you'd have to be you have to have like wear a glove or something. I'd imagine with that. It. It oh, so like, they, they're off, not
3: meant to work like that. Um, they are just what, so they what, what happens? Do you just like how are they meant to work if they're not meant to come back to you? No, they do come back, but I
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't ever try and catch one myself because I say like they are they're designed to like take you down. Oh, like,
0: so. but like
3: if you were like a skilled like hunter or whatever, I think you get just
0: them. the ones you're like for play, just made of rubber or whatnot, and you're yeah supposed to be able to catch those and have them come back to you. But no, nah, the one I had and tried with I've got it on my shelf actually, but like um, it's it's something I've tried throwing. It did nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> it's like towards coming back. It was just like throwing a spin a stick. But um, but yeah, I don't know if I'd want it to come back at me. That'd be when I just duck and curl into a ball. Yeah, that
1: is that is the <laughs> one. as it's coming back, you're like that's coming really fast and it's spinning at like a ridiculous velocity. I'm, I'm getting out of the way. Uh, um, this is actually
0: a weapon you can accidentally kill yourself with. Do
1: you reckon
3: the, like, um, the, the inventor
0: of the boomerang died of boomerang. I, really, I was about I to
3: really say, I hope so, <laughs> but <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he did. <laughs> really, really. Did. Someone must have watched him, <laughs> it, or uh, they would
3: have killed themselves by this mysterious stick that he died by.
0: There's just a line of people, a line of bodies. Because like, next one comes and picks it up, has a go. They're all getting it Is first that, time.
1: Uh, the the genuine true story, isn't there? That the guy that invented like the Segway, Segway. you know, the he mm. actually segwayed himself off a cliff.
0: Yeah, I think it was like um the he w- he was building the uh, or he, I don't know if he like fully invented it or if his part of his company or something, but. Yeah, the, they had like an off-roading version of it, and he went off a cliff a on of, it.
3: Um, the, is it suicide, or was it just like... Not on purpose,
0: uh, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, I don't think you can ask Oh, no, him, no, but... it, was, it was an accident.
3: <laughs> it was an accident. Oh, well, um, I mean, bit of an idiot riding the Segway next okay, to a cliff, surely. I wouldn't trust one of them.
0: It was an off-roading one. But
3: still, it's still I
0: just wouldn't... But yeah, I, I've never been on one, but it doesn't look like the sort of thing you have absolute oh, fine yeah, we'll motor any, skills on. Any thing. moving thing near the edge of a cliff. Oh, cool. uh, <laughs> I don't uh, think you like walking near an edge of a cliff, I don't trust my legs. <laughs> right, is there any more Zelda-related nonsense you wish to spew? Um,
1: I want to tell you about a few things that you won't know about Zelda, Cali. seeing as I just want to get You've your You've told me on so many <laughs>
0: things that I don't know about Zelda. Like okay,
1: from well, the get go.
0: But I would like to hear some more, so please go on. Okay,
1: I'll give you some I'll give you some quirky things that you might just enjoy. So there is a race of um tiny, tiny people in, in Zelda called the Minish. They're like little tiny things. Now in Zelda you'll you'll find like you might find like rupees when you're like cutting up grass, or you might find heart pieces in jars and stuff, and you might be like, hmm. Well, where are they from? That that doesn't make any logical sense. Well the Minish put them there. So that is that covers up that little plot hole for you. So <laughs> you, you, didn't, you needn't you need to. So these like about burrowers uh, very similar to that kind of vibe, yeah. So it's like, um, uh, they're like tight, ty- again. So in there's a game called The Minish Cap where you have a, you have a talking hat. You know his little green hat? Yeah. Uh, Link gets a talking hat called, um, oh no,
0: what's his name? Cappy.
1: It'll come back to me. Um, but he's like a little bird creature, but it basically allows Link to shrink down to like the Minish size. Uh, but the idea is meant they, like, they like to kind of help people find happiness, and that's why they leave these things for you to find. Um, so that's, okay. that's a nice little that's a nice that thing. is nice because that does explain uh,
0: um you know like a, a thing course. that most games won't bother putting in any explanation for it's just it's a pot full of treasure what do you need and they've gone and made an actual explanation for it, it. that's very nice bar, that's amazing
3: i have to check out the niche cap. is that what was that one <laughs> it's a it's a gameboy advance um good
1: game Boy advance one but it it is really good it's a little bit short um but okay. i but i thoroughly like enjoyed it and it's 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 kind of unique because again because you get to sh- like there are some dungeons where you have to shrink down to small to like get get through certain places uh but then like you know like your regular enemies they suddenly become giant enemies oh, cool. so like it's there's a quite interesting way that like, you'll have like a battle against something that you would normally kill in one hit but actually you're you're tiny link so it's um <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting the hat's uh the hat's called ezlo so there you go anyway um what else is cool okay also in in like yeah in the world of Legend of Zelda there are um there are masks that you put on uh, that like give you like either special powers or they cause you to like transform which is like again Majora's Mask is a big uh, like the game is all about that kind of thing but it comes from like this Japanese like Japanese culture about mask wearing it's like obviously it's quite big in Japanese kind of tradition where they you mm. know they put masks on for like different rituals um but they appear in quite a few of those Zelda games like like so like masks that kind of allow you to do things or whatever but um yeah that, i'd definitely say check out majora's mask if you haven't that is
3: an absolutely bizarre zelda game um, is that the
0: one with the uh very angry
3: moon It i'm is, doing yeah. ocarina of time again i've uh, got, got my 3ds and i'm gonna do majora's mask after because i started playing it because i had uh, had it on the game actually it was a part of like a like a I think it was I don't know it just was that and Ocarina of Time released on the GameCube, like a limited thing. It was an
1: anniversary think, annivers- yeah. another anniversary edition.
3: Yeah, yeah, I started playing it and like, I just couldn't get it, couldn't get into it because of the timed uh dungeons, but I wanna kinda of get past that and give it a proper go because I love I love the aesthetics of it.
0: I'm definitely I mean I, I feel like like I wanna get into Zelda more talking about all this lore. I love a good lore probably more than I actually like the game and they're based on. Um, but you've definitely inspired me. I think the, I had a bit of a problem in that uh, someone from my school was the kind of spokesman for Zelda uh, by the name of Nigel. And they were very much, a, you know, my name's Nigel kind of Zelda game cube. And that really put me off <laughs> in a way. It probably shouldn't have. But so, uh, yeah, I'm definitely um, I'm definitely more open to it, at least now. Good man. That's what I like did, to hear. Did you have any more interesting facts?
1: Oh, I mean, there's loads. Um, <laughs> let's think of a, something that's a bit weird, a bit quick. Oh, okay, so um, for most Zelda games, um, their kind of recreational drink is milk. So if you were going to go out and like on a, to get drunk, if you like, they they often drink milk. So there's like there's milk bars in a few of the games,
0: like the Clockwork uh, Orange.
1: A little bit, yeah, it's a, bit, a bit of that isn't <laughs> it's it? Really crazy, um, but but then in Skyward Sword, in Skyward Sword, it's actually pumpkin juice instead. So you know, pick your uh, pick your poison. Whatever you okay. are, fancy. Um, any others? Uh, any sort of intro- I mean, there's uh, there's pirates in the Wind Waker. If you've not played that, which is always interesting. You know, it's good to have pirates. Uh, you actually get to you get to kind of join the pirates at one point in the game. So that's that's quite yeah.
0: nice. That Wind Waker um, actually. Uh, t you mentioned the stylization of it. I've kind of seen it, and it's got that. Um, it's got that uh, it. palette colors, kind of like pastel colors shades yeah yeah i i quite like the look Really good that wise. nice summer game i'm not gonna play it, i'll be honest if i'm gonna Sixth play anything it's definitely gonna it. be the um twilight princess but <laughs> you get a game you can get both of those so... So. they need to re-release Absolutely. them or find like an emulator i guess
1: <laughs> so the uh wind waker was actually really controversial when it released because after the n64 so obviously we had ocarina of time and majora's mask which were built on the same engine so it it looked basically the same um, they released a trailer, like a teaser trailer, for what the GameCube was able to do, and there was a like very realistic looking Zelda, ver- um, like Zelda trailer with Link versus uh, Ganondorf in like a sword fight, and it just looked like really like super realistic, and it was like really gritty, and everyone was so excited. They're like, look at this Zelda game. Like, this is going to be like the Zelda game. Look more like Dark Souls than than you know like a, the other kind of colorful sort of Zelda games, and then. The next trailer they released, about maybe like a year and a half, two years later, was Wind Waker, and like the world went mad. They were like, "What is this? What is this? Like nursery rhyme (laughs) Zelda game?" Um, No, and everyone was horrified. And I remember as well being really disappointed. I was, I was young, and I was like, "I can't believe that they would betray me like this." But yeah, then you play Wind Waker, and it is just phenomenal. Like it's, it's just so expressive and so much fun, and like you know, good story and whatever. But then. To remedy that, they released everyone's favorite emo Zelda, Twilight Princess, which was the which was kind of that return to what they'd promised previously, um, but again in GameCube graphics this time, so um, probably worth the wait.
0: When you said um, the graphics of this trailer looks you know, amazing GameCube, are we talking about for the time like would look like kind yeah. of trash yeah. now? But uh, okay, right.
1: They look they look similar to if you ever played any of the uh, like maybe like Final Fantasy 7 on the PlayStation One or or that era like so Final Fantasy 8 or nine. Or yeah. even maybe ten, you know, like the um, kind of cutscene trailers, the FMV sort of trailers. It looked yeah. a lot like that, so it wouldn't it wouldn't have been in-game graphics necessarily. It was mm-hmm. just showing off what the what the processor could do, or what the you know what, what it was kind of capable of. But still, the fact that they went from that to what was essentially a cartoon. Yeah. Well, he's, he's now refer, he's now referred to as Toon Link, like that is that is his kind of colloquial name. So, um, but he went on to be popular because he then got the sequels of uh, Phantom Hourglass and uh, Spirit Tracks, which are on the DS they're like they're, they're the follow-ons from Wind Waker you're so, a fan
3: of those ones yeah he was a
1: popular little lad I found the control system a pain um, but they were good they were good they're not my favourites
3: they don't really feature in my in my top five but... of it. I should give them a go but I've just heard they're like a bit of a, a bit of a hassle to play
1: yeah well you have to you have to use both the buttons and the touch screen to do certain things and it's really like when you're holding the DS and you're having it yeah you need like claw hands yeah um, <laughs> Part of me, for the 35th anniversary, hoped they were going to re release those on the Switch because you've got a touchscreen. But again, give you the option to not use a touchscreen <laughs> if you didn't want. Because obviously, you've got like extra extra shoulder buttons that they could just map as the, the touchscreen control instead. But like, you had things where, like, so you had like a magic boomerang in, in the game where you, on the DS screen, you would draw the route you wanted it to take. And then the boomerang would take that route and come back to you. So there was stuff like that, again, which Nintendo just trying things, you know, just seeing what works. So you got to give him credit for that, I guess.
0: Okay, well, I mean that's just about all the time we have today. I take it kind of all out of Zelda. Well, actually, no. I, I'm assuming there's a never-ending fountain of Zelda knowledge, but that is all the Zelda I can probably tolerate <laughs> <laughs> one day. Um, so, really, where can we find you? If you, uh, where, where can we look for you on Twitter and such? Uh, if you want to go first, T. Uh, Doctor Rebar
3: on Twitter. That's my Twitter. Handle. That's my Twitter
0: Doctor <laughs> No, Doctor no, Doctor Dr. Okay. Is
3: a bit, bit louder for people in the back there. Uh, doctor Dr. Rhubarb, Rhubarb, is that?
0: <laughs> He's saying it not with such lack of confidence. Embrace the Doctor Rhubarb. No, I can't remember whether it's Doc,
3: like I can't remember whether I actually read Doctor or I read Dr. and I was trying to remember it. That's why I didn't sound too sure whether or not. I was uh... Dr. Rhubarb. But it's, it's spelt Doctor, I believe. I'm <laughs> pretty sure it is. Uh...
0: Thinking about it, <laughs> and of course, Doctor Rhubarbly. <laughs> In case anyone's confused. I'm, I'm, I'm sad I'm sad about that. <laughs> and uh, what about yourself, Glitch? Right, you can find me everywhere. Just, just search
1: at Glitchcraft, and that's Glitch, Q-R-A-F-T. So any social media, any streaming platform, you will find me and my love for out. I think.
0: Okay, and uh, so here on Commie, on the Commie Network, as it will now be, we've been uh, teasing a couple of new shows for the last couple of episodes, and they're going to be dropping very soon. Uh, those being The Red Scare with... Bandit and Holly, as they talk all things spooky and horrific. And also Red Sun, which is our comic culture podcast hosted by Dan and T here. So where all things comic books, films, TV, shows, and anything else with a cape is discussed. Uh so Tom, do you wanna tell us a little bit about what you and Dan have been speaking about last week on the show?
3: Uh yeah, a lot of lot of talk of, of Loki. It's about Loki a lot. And other things in between, but you just, we just kept going back to Loki. I can't remember. I know we spoke about things that weren't Loki, but we spoke a lot about Loki. It was pretty good.
0: Is this in the usual, Loki was the theme, but we never stay on topic for yeah, anything? In fact, right. The fact I that think... this has been mostly about Zelda is actually it was... a shock.
3: We've <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually not talked about anything other than Zelda. Just boomerangs, but that's very Zelda-related. I mean, that was <laughs> Exactly. Topic, yeah, no, we we're trying to talk about Loki, but we kept
0: going off topic and coming back. So, was, was... Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that will be dropping soon. Um, so look f- for those on this exact same feed you're getting your gaming manifesto from. Uh, follow us on all socials and check out comicgamer.com, of course. I've been your host, Callie, and this has been the gaming manifesto. Keep it coming.